0: Brothers and sisters, let's pray together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, O Lord, be acceptable in your sight, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Well, friends, we are still in the season of Lent. Do you remember Lent? (laughs) Probably haven't thought about it for a couple of weeks, but we are still in the season of Lent. And one of the things that we were talking about in the season of Lent is how Lent is about naming reality. Lent invites us to face and name the realities of our lives, the light and the darkness, the healing and the brokenness, the help and the helplessness, the comfort and the fear. Reality may be painful, and and right now for many of us, it feels that way. But reality, facing reality is our friend. The way to healing and wholeness comes not by avoiding the sin of our lives or the troubles of the world, but by facing them head on, naming them for what they are, and asking God to do what only God can do, shining his healing light into every nook and cranny, corner and crevice of our lives. So this morning, I invite you to experience God's healing light, his tender light, through the words of Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is about the tender care of God. It speaks of his provision and his protection, his guidance and his refreshment. And Psalm 23 tells us that God's shepherding presence holds true in the greenest pastures and in the darkest valleys, in every season and circumstance of life. The Lord is my shepherd, says the psalmist. I shall not want Now, the first thing I would like you to notice is how the second statement of that first verse is dependent on the first statement. I shall not want. But why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. In other words, experiencing life without lack. And that's that's a Dallas Willard phrase. Experiencing life without lack is is dependent upon our intimate connection with and belonging to the Lord, the shepherd who himself is life without lack. See, God is not lacking in resources. And I think this is a word for us. God is not lacking in resources. He is not lacking in goodness. He is not lacking in generosity. He is not lacking in compassion and in care. I think we need to hear this in times of pandemic. So there's a temptation for us to think that there will not be enough. It's this fear of scarcity that so easily settles in. And it often leads people to this kind of compulsive and competitive shopping, which we say we're experiencing right now, where uh, wise preparation for the future leads into this kind of sense of buying more that is needed in order to secure our future and store things up. In a moment of crisis, there's always this temptation to believe that we live in a zero-sum game and that that someone else's gain is necessarily going to be my loss, or that there's not enough resources for all, or that life is about survival of the fittest. And so we can, end into the, we can end up in this kind of cultural fretting and worrying and hoarding and hurrying. We can so easily live as if we're in a world devoid of God, of his generosity and his goodness. But this is precisely, according to the psalmist, what the world is not. The psalmist is trying to tell us that we live in a different world altogether. He's trying to show us what is really true and really real about the world. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That is the defining confession of our lives, says the psalmist. And then if you skip down to verse six, you see him affirming it in a different way. He says, surely. Like, you can bet your whole life on this. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow or pursue me all the days of my life. So, my friends, the first thing I want to remind you of this Sunday morning is that we lived in a god bathed world and we live in a god bathed story. This is not just some random, vague, cosmic, general statement I want to make. This is deeply personal in Psalm 23. We live in a god-bathed world and in a god-bathed story in which God's goodness and his mercy actively pursues his people and the flourishing of his creatures. I love the way the Dutch Reformed theologian and politician Abraham Kuyper once put it. He said there is not a square inch of the whole domain of our human existence over which Christ who is sovereign over all does not say mine. Or as the great Catholic metaphysical poet, Gerard Manley Hopkins put it, the world is charged. It's charged with the grandeur of God. It will flame out like shining from shook foil. Now, none of this is to belittle the real pain and the real suffering, and the sickness, and the economic fallout, and the fear, and the anxiety that is being caused by the coronavirus, and many other dynamics of human life. No, the psalmist is a profound realist. Notice in verse 4, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And verse 5, even though I'm in the presence of enemies." enemy. I like the way that Derek Kidner put it. He said, Depth and strength underlie the simplicity of this psalm, yet its peace is not escape. Its contentment is not complacency. There is a readiness, note that word, there is a readiness to face deep darkness and imminent attack. There is a readiness. For Psalm 23, faith does not mean viewing the world through rose-colored glasses. Trust does not mean a rosy, romantic, optimistic view of things. Hope? A living hope? Yes. But a glib optimism that ignores the concrete and harsh realities of life? No. Trust that God will one day make all things new and that he, we will indeed dwell in his house forever? Yes. But refusing to acknowledge that there are valleys and that the shadow of death does loom as we now know it, No. See, what the Lord our shepherd invites us into in this season is not just a general vague optimism about life, hoping for better things in the midst of difficult circumstances. Rather, he invites us to something deeper. A sure trust and a steadfast hope in the anchor and the author and the protector and the shepherd of our lives. The good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, who has come so that we may have life and have it abundantly, who has conquered the grave and who has risen from the dead and who sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, and who will come again, King of kings and Lord of lords, the Lord is my shepherd. That is the great confession of Psalm 23. At once intensely personal, and profoundly audacious. The Lord is my shepherd. I, in this moment, in this circumstance, shall not want. I like the way Dallas Willard paraphrases this verse in his book, Life Without Lack. He says this, I am literally in the care of someone else. I am not in charge. I've taken my kingdom and I've surrendered it to the kingdom of God. I am living the with God life. The Lord is my shepherd. I love those words. I am literally in the care of someone else. Ultimately, I'm not in charge of my life and I'm not responsible for it. The shepherd is. That's his job. It's the job of the shepherd to lead and to guide, to care and to provide. The sheep are his responsibility. And friends, I think this is a good word for us. (laughs) The shepherd is taking responsibility for us as people in this time and in this place. Yes, we're called to listen to his voice. Yes, we're invited to follow his lead, but we are not in charge of our lives and responsible ultimately for our protection and our needs and our well being. The shepherd is. Our lives are literally in the care of another. And this, my friends, is, is what I long for and what I pray that the people of Orange County will come to know and experience in the coming days. The anxiety and the uncertainty that people are feeling has been well-documented by news channels and social media. I'm sure you've seen plenty of it now. Health concerns for some and economic concerns for others, and for all the unknown of the days ahead. And amidst all this, I think people are especially unsettled by what they're feeling to be maybe a void or a lack of moral and spiritual and social leadership, like who's going to lead us? Who's going to truthfully name reality and help us navigate it wisely? Who's going to inspire us and energize us? Who, who's going to care for us? And I think these are really deep and, and complex questions for us as a society. But, but the answer that Psalm 23, and I think the Church of Jesus Christ is called to give in these days, is actually a profoundly simple one. It's, it almost seems simplistic. It's the Lord, the Lord. The Lord, Yahweh, the one who created the heavens and the earth and who delivered Noah through the flood and who rescued Israel from Egypt and and who saw them through the wilderness and who brought them to the promised land and who who rescued them out of exile. The Lord, that Lord, is my shepherd. Now, I'm not one who likes to make predictions. (laughs) but all signs are pointing to the fact that things may get worse before they get better for us as a country. And for many of us, things feel a bit surreal right now, me as well. For many of us, things haven't hit home personally yet in a very practical way, other than needing to not go to work. But as a culture and as a society and as a nation, we're gonna be reminded very quickly of our mortality and as our fragility. And we will have to walk through people with people through really difficult experiences of job loss and of grief and of fear and of anxiety. And I think one of the questions that is presented to us is how will we help our culture get ready to walk through this season together? How will we walk alongside our neighbors as they experience the difficulties of life, the valleys of the shadow of death? What hope will we offer? What good news? What words of comfort and assurance? What words of peace and grace? And I think Psalm 23 wants to leave us and our neighbors with two encouraging words this morning and in the days ahead. The first is, you do not need to be afraid. If the Lord is your shepherd, you do not need to be afraid. In other words, God offers us a life without fear. Verses four and five. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me, God's presence. Your rod and your staff, God's protection and God's guidance. They comfort me, God's assurance. You prepare a table before me, God's hospitality, in the presence of my enemies, God's victory, and you anoint my head with oil, God's blessing, and my cup overflows, God's abundance. In times like this, it's common for people to ask, where is God in all of this? To which the answer of Psalm 23 is, well, right in the midst of it. In verse 4, the shepherd is no longer seen as leading ahead of the sheep, but he's right alongside them, escorting them. In times of need, God offers his people his companionship, his solidarity, his presence in the thick of things. In every situation, God is fully present and life is fully cared for by him. That's why I think the Apostle Paul can say in Romans chapter 8, Neither death nor life, nor things present, nor things to come, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Brothers and sisters, you and I and our neighbors do not need to be afraid. The Lord is our shepherd. And the second word that I think Psalm 23 would have for us is, you will not lack what you really need. You will not lack what you really need. God offers us a life without lack. Verses one through three. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why? Because he makes me lie down in green pastures. God's rest. He leads me beside still waters, God's peace. He restores my soul, God's healing. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake, God's guidance. The Good Shepherd slowly but surely leads me to a place, leads us to a place, where we come to know and experience that he has everything we need and he ultimately is everything we desire and we were made for. At first, this feels disconcerting to us, (laughs) but then we come to realize that it's totally liberating. It frees us from the impulse to self-protection and self-preservation. It frees us for a life of gratitude and joy and laughter, even under difficult circumstances. It frees us to be a non-anxious presence in a world that is deeply anxious. It frees us to be generous and gentle and humble in a time when people wanna hoard and hunker down. It frees us to receive gladly from the Lord and to give open handedly to others. I think that's why the Apostle Peter writes in his second letter His divine power, God's divine power, has granted to us all things that we need for life and godliness. Brothers and sisters, if the Lord is our shepherd, you and I will not lack what we really need. We may experience loss, we may experience hardship, and we may indeed experience suffering, but we will not lack who we need. You see, ultimately, Psalm 23 invites us to rest our lives on God's tender care and his sure presence. You need not fear anymore. You need not lack About 16 years ago, my mother was diagnosed with cancer. She's fine to this day, she's living. (laughs) But as a family, we experienced tremendous upheaval in that season, tremendous upheaval, yet somehow extraordinary comfort and peace. Um, After about a year of surgeries and chemotherapy, um, her cancer went into remission and it still is, which is a gift but I'll never forget having a conversation with my mom shortly after she went into remission. And she said this to me, she said, I would wish cancer on no one. (laughs) It's a horrible and violating disease, but I wouldn't change the experience of God's presence amidst cancer for anything. And I remember that struck me. She wouldn't wish it on anybody. Yet the experience of God in the valley of the shadow of death was a richness that she could have never imagined until she walked it. Brothers and sisters, I, I want you to be encouraged this morning. There's reason for hope and there's reason for joy and there's reason for comfort and there's reason for peace. God is with you. God is for you. God is your shepherd now and in the days ahead. So I want to end by reading to you a paraphrase, a contemplative paraphrase of Psalm 23 written by Jerry Weber in a book entitled Sometimes an Unknown Path, which I think is fitting for where we are as a people. So let me read Psalm 23 in a contemplative voice before we continue with prayer. Lord, you are a shepherd to me, protecting, guiding, so that I need attach myself to no thing and no one else. I rest rest safe in the abundance of your sure love, wound in the safety of your canopy, renewed as living waters wash over me. Even when the way seems treacherous to me, On every narrow precipice, you set my feet on solid ground, true to your rock-solid nature. And when I walk through the darkness of death, I will not fear the shadow. I trust that even then, especially then, you are closer to me than my next breath. Comforting, sustaining, shaping me every step of the way. You give me everything I need to feast on life bread and wine that my foes know nothing of. Your oil poured over me is a visible sign of your choosing. Your cup poured out before me, a visible sign of your passion offered to me. Your generosity, hear this, my brothers and sisters, your generosity and sure love hound me throughout life. And your heart will be my home from now and for all time. Amen.